Thank you, Barry, for your prayer and for all your leadership this morning. We're continuing in our sermon series, The Man on the Mountain, where we're going through the life of Moses. Today, our scripture comes from Exodus chapter 16, verses 2 through 15. The whole congregation of the Israelites complained against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. The Israelites said to them, if only we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the flesh pots and ate our fill of bread. For you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Then the Lord said to Moses, I am going to rain bread from heaven for you, and each day the people shall go out and gather enough for that day. In that way I will test them whether they will follow my instruction or not. On the sixth day, when they prepare what they bring in, it will be twice as much as they gather on other days. So Moses and Aaron said to all the Israelites, In the evening you shall know that it was the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt. And in the morning you shall see the glory of the Lord, because he has heard your complaining against the Lord. For what are we that you complain against us? And Moses said, When the Lord gives you meat to eat in the evening, and your fill of bread in the morning, because the Lord has heard the complaining that you utter against him, What are we? Your complaining is not against us, but against the Lord. Then Moses said to Aaron, Say to the whole congregation of the Israelites, Draw near to the Lord, for he has heard your complaining. And as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of the Israelites, they looked toward the wilderness, and the glory of the Lord appeared in a cloud. The Lord spoke to Moses and said, I have heard the complaining of the Israelites. Say to them, at twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall have your fill of bread. Then you shall know that I am the Lord your God. In the evening, quails came up and covered the camp, and in the morning there was a layer of dew around the camp. When the layer of dew lifted, there on the surface of the wilderness was a fine flaky substance, as fine as frost on the ground. When the Israelites saw it, They said to one another, What is it? For they did not know what it was. Moses said to them, It is the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be pleasing in your sight. For you, O God, are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. The Israelites are on a journey through the wilderness. They've left Egypt, gone through the Red Sea, and they have been walking through the wilderness for about a month now. And the hungry, thirsty, tired Israelites are complaining to Moses. Maybe they sound a little bit like a bored kid on a summer road trip asking, are we there yet? But we have to have some sympathy for the Israelites. They aren't bored, they're miserable. They tell Moses they wish they had died in Egypt where at least they had food. We were slaves, but we had fullness. Now we're free, but we have famine. 
the current anxiety distorts their memory of the recent time in Egypt. Egypt was known to be a place of deep abuse and heavy-handed oppression. But here, none of the abuse or oppression is mentioned, only meat and bread. Their immediate physical need for food seems to outweigh the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual need for freedom. At this moment, they are desperately hungry and thirsty. They're in the middle of nowhere. They're hiking through the wilderness where there are no longer near, they are no longer near any fields of food. They are no longer a short walk to the Nile River. So they're scared and suspicious. They ask each other, did Moses bring us here to die? They're wondering where their help will come from. Dragging themselves through the desert and lying awake at night, they whisper, has God forgotten us? So the people complain to Moses and to Aaron. Moses doesn't respond to the people or even pass the complaint along to God before God takes the initiative to respond. I am going to rain bread from heaven for you. God does not reprimand the Israelites for being desperate and afraid. This is actually the first of many feeding miracles in the Bible where God cares and provides for hungry people. God says that this bread God is giving them is going to be a test. This story is actually the second in a set of three stories that test the Israelites in this part of Exodus. And each test is an opportunity to deepen their relationship with God. The test isn't their hunger, but the presence of the bread. The test comes from what God will provide. God rains manna from heaven instructing the people to gather only enough for that day, not enough to meal prep for the week or to save some extra for a snack, only what is needed for that day. The people are instructed to gather only enough for that day as a test of trust and obedience. It's not a test to see if they are good enough to be rescued It's an opportunity to deepen their relationship with God by trusting and obeying God. Unlike Pharaoh, from whom they had to earn their bread, God is holy and kind, generous and trustworthy. This bread from heaven will be given out of God's rich storehouse so that it does not need to come from Pharaoh's storehouses. Egypt was a place where bread was only gotten for labor, where bread was only given as a reward for productivity, where bread was always received with fearful anxiety. They cannot receive this bread from heaven with anxiety or greed as they had to in Egypt. By only gathering the bread they need, they are practicing trusting God will give them enough, even in the midst of the hunger and thirst and anxiety of the wilderness. A few verses beyond what we read, God instructs the people not to try to gather any bread on the seventh day, explaining why it says here they should gather twice as much on the sixth day. Part of the test is to work six days, but on the seventh day, to not go out and hope to harvest more of this bread from the sky, this bread that has rained from heaven. 
On the seventh day, you just trust. Having gathered extra the day before, you don't need to go get more bread again today. On the seventh day, foreshadowing the commitment to honor the Sabbath, they are supposed to rest, to trust that they would have enough. God is saying to God's people, trust me. Trust that when you stop working, I will work for you, and you will have all that you need. This food requires dependence, but not bondage. It's a gift from God for the people through no merit of their own. And then, spoiler alert, even when they fail this test, God continues to provide, and there is always enough. I wonder if the Israelites struggled to trust God because they thought they knew how the story was going to end. They knew, they were so sure, Moses and Aaron had brought them out of Egypt and into the wilderness to kill them all with hunger. But that's not how the story goes, not at all. Instead, God transforms the wilderness into a place of life. God transforms the people's sadness and rage, desperation and hopelessness, exhaustion and frustration. It's not yet glory in the promised land. It's not during their slavery in Egypt, but right where they are. When God appears as a cloud in the wilderness and says, gather up enough to sustain you. God sent manna for them every single day aside from the Sabbath. They were practicing trusting God, gathering what was needed each and every day. And by seeing God had sent it every day, they had the chance to practice learning that God would always take care of them. Again and again in this chunk of Exodus, the Israelites face a crisis, and God turns death into life. The people have a chance to trust, and even when they fail the test, God provides. When Moses heard the voice of God speak to him through a burning bush, Moses' curiosity led him to a real, profound encounter with God. When God called Moses to go to Egypt and lead the Israelites to freedom, Moses said to God, Suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, what is his name? Then what shall I tell them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. We hear I am often in the Gospel of John. This time, the voice of God doesn't come through a burning bush, but through Jesus. In John, there are sayings in which Jesus uses the words, I am, followed by a metaphor meant to further connect Jesus with God, and which describes how those who believe in Jesus will have life in his name. In John 6, Jesus miraculously fed thousands of people with only a little bit of bread and fish. Some people from this crowd find Jesus later, and he says to them, do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. The people say, our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. 
Then Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever, and the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. In the wilderness, I am provides bread from heaven. Jesus says, I am the bread of heaven. Jesus has come down from heaven to make God's will visible and accessible for all humankind. God, again, takes the initiative to provide for us, and we are invited to respond. Just like God sustained the Israelites in the wilderness, Jesus gives and sustains life for those who trust and obey him in our spiritual hunger. Just like we need bread each day to survive, we need Jesus each day to nourish our spiritual life. Jesus himself is the food that gives life. In his book on the Gospel of John, Adam Hamilton writes about how, at his Last Supper, Jesus gave new meaning to the bread and the wine used at Passover, saying of the bread, This is my body, and of the wine, this is my blood. The meal becomes for Christians what Passover is for the Jews, a meal in which we remember our defining story, that God came to us in Jesus Christ, who gave himself to save humanity from sin and death. In the meal, Christians become a part of the story, participating in Christ's story and in his saving work. Gail O'Day says that Holy Communion, or the Eucharist, does not belong exclusively to Jesus' death, but belongs to all of Jesus' life. When we while we celebrate that special meal here together once a month, we need spiritual nourishment daily through reading scripture, prayer, fellowship, and more. Alluding to the manna in the wilderness, this is what Jesus was saying in the Lord's Prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. Praying for our daily bread is asking God to provide all we need to survive that day. From food and water to God's life-giving presence, the bread that lasts forever. When we pray for our daily bread, God provides. God meets us in our wilderness. We may wander, but we are not abandoned. No matter what we are facing, God hears our cries and is right beside us. God knows what we need and faithfully strengthens us. If you feel like you are in the wilderness, who or what has God given you to sustain you? Who has shown you God's goodness? Even in desperation, we have confident hope in God. There is grace, and it is both new and enough each and every day. It is a gift that brings us from death to life. Even in the wilderness, 
God pours out manna so that we may still flourish. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Bread of life, you feed us through word and sacrament. The bread we share is a remembrance of your presence with us. This is the food of our souls. Feed us so that we might feed others.